so what's what's the way in which like is there any way that you could tie it give me my like let's develop a fucking dna print or something Dude. right like oh god i mean then you would just people would be walking around plucking hairs from grannies at like mm -hmm. starbucks you know like there's always some way around around it everybody welcome to the podcast a show dedicated to talking about all the progress things in life i'm one of your co-hosts jesse kazam and i'm veritas you just cracked straight into we it, and it, straight into it. <laughs> god damn you're just like all right welcome to the podcast everybody hello yes i am content creator how are how's, how's everything going how's your stream you just stream for what 10 fucking hours dude yeah i'm out we did some we hopped on for a morning stream we did some some raids with Deadly Slob, which was like so dope. Oh, shit. Yeah. It was like, How was that? I've, I've never played with Deadly before. Bro, it was so fun. It was so great. We were doing P90s with like Valdez. <laughs> and he was using a P90 with the NC Star, the like just terrible optic, the new one that nobody uses with like all the red dots. You know what I mean? Does it have a Does it have a small reticle on top? Yes. It's just like a rectangle. Yes. Of, yeah, that one's it's god awful. He threw that on the, the P90. It was great. It was memes. So it was good. And then we just uh, died to desync a lot. And then we had one great raid right at the end there. So where I pulled a, oh, you, I killed a guy with a Lapua Magnum. I saw that. I saw that. You said you died to desync. That's weird, dude, because I heard that the servers were um, in the best. The netcode's the best it's ever been. It's the best it's ever been. It was yeah, right weird. Before I got slapped in the fucking face and kicked in the nuts. I got told <laughs> that the servers are... Dude, there was like we've got I think two like really solid clips today of just dying like crazy behind cover, which like we like we've always said, it's like I'm sure like I, I get super frustrated, but it's like chat, I'm not I'm not mad at that guy. Like if that dude came in, I'd be like, GG's on your end, I'm sure I peaked and you just shot me in the head and that was that was it. You know what I mean? Like what I'm mad about is just that how bad it feels to be behind cover and fall over dead you know what i mean like so because what happens is you like peek and then you're like okay i've got it successfully i got the information oh i'm dead yes exactly if I peeked and he tapped me it would be like nice fucking shot Great pre but instead it feels like it was stolen from you when yep. you get the illusion the temporary illusion of not having been fucked and exactly like you said so many of those peaks aren't peaks for kills they're peaks for information where is he and so you're like, oh, I know where he is. And before you get to get excited about like, I know where he is, I'm going to, I'm going to shoot him. You fall over dead and you're like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, that happened. Because yeah, I almost never re-peek and shoot. If I ever am going to re-peek, it's going to be like, if I peek and shoot and then go behind cover, I might like peek out to try to get one piece of information before I move. Yeah. But I, I'll never peek, shoot, and then go behind cover. And then re-peek. And then peek and shoot. Yeah. Um just because uh, you're just asking to die what i'll do is i'll peek and shoot and then i'll just hold it i'll wait yeah. for them to peek yeah. but i never want to be peeking into them holding the angle um yep so but yeah yeah so it was a little it was a little weird we had some we had some rough ones for sure but yeah i don't know i had some like some of the i had one of those days so what's today today is there's okay so thursday. tuesday uh, Tuesday, day. I had one of those days, bro, where like, I, I swear to God, we streamed for four hours and I think we were pushing double digits. The amount of times I built a kit and died before I shot a bullet. 
which is that is the lowest of the low for me when that starts happening consistently like i was at i was at the end of the stream like apologizing for chat because that's what get dude if i don't get to fight anybody like even i'd rather be in resort fighting a guy and then die to desync than to just like dude and right in the middle there right when you're like close to tilting but you're like trying to keep the energy up we spawned on shoreline it was a it was like a 16 second raid but it was a Taz scav we spawned on shoreline and we just started hucking it to the resort dun, 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 one on and i turned boom and i was like it, it was like it was one of those raids where you would expect me to start yelling about the spawns like all oh, the the but it was a scav. It just like spawned in right next to us and tossed me from like 20 meters in the face. And I was like, you're probably wearing like a ULAC or yes, something. Yes, I right? was. Like, yep. ULAC class five armor MCX, 60 rounders of the AP. And you're just like, I'm done. You're probably, did you get it back in insurance at least? Or uh, no? I don't think so. <laughs> because, oh yeah, because my, my, I was playing with sealable and he got a viewer kit that raid with a thermal. And while he was trying to find the scav, he got shot in the back of the head by a player. <laughs> Oh, of course. So he's nearby. So he's like came across both bodies yeah. and then he just bounced. Yeah. Disgusting. Yeah. Dude. So this those is... those days are just like when I don't get to shoot the gun. Oh, I start. To... Dude. I mean, that was my two days ago. You were asking me how my desk was <laughs> oh, doing. Yeah. That was my that was my my two days ago because it literally was for four hours straight. I would what I do is I, I had like eight million rubles at the start of the day. Yeah. And I went and I spent like three or four million just buying like i made five hks mm. just because you know like i'm at the point now where i'm not sufficiently bored enough you know like back in the day when it was like there's just hatchings running around there's nothing to do but at least the game was like fun and it didn't feel like shit yeah i could you know that's when i'd be like all right i'm gonna run some meme kits or i'm gonna yeah. run some weird stuff now it's like i just want to use the thing that is going to give me as much of an advantage as possible yeah. because I fucking need it. So honestly, I just love the the feeling and the look of the like pretty meta HK. Oh yeah, it's it's dope. It just spits out some of the best ammo super fast with like no recoil, but you they're expensive as fuck. Um, yeah. So I went and you know you can you can build if you struggle a little bit you can build five of them because you can buy like five lowers. Oh yeah. And then most of the attachments you put on it you can buy like there's either no limit. Like like the the handguard or whatever, yep. but then like there's like a limit of four on this grip, and then a limit of four on like the the M bus front sight. So yep. you have to buy like one black set to go with the one tan. It is just like, but um, so you know you can buy most of that stuff from the traders. But yeah, I mean I spend like you go from ten million, which I'm happy to finally have like a shit ton of money. Yeah. Um, to then you spend it all, and then you go in and die. And, and yeah. I was feeling good because the day before I had done a couple of labs runs and they were just kind of dead. Mm. Um, so I had made a decent amount of money. Yeah. Um, you go in and you die to a cheater. And then I'm like, he's still in the raid. I already got a gun built. Let me grab it. Let me, you know, I'm oh, not going to run into yeah. that guy again. Yep. Die instantly to another one. And then it was like the next three deaths on labs weren't to cheaters, but they were to like streamers. And it was just like, it's either cheaters or just like, streamers and, and it doesn't bother me dying to streamers but no. it's like one of those things where it's just like it's either gonna be a white name that's like add me on discord for carries <laughs> or something tv yeah it's like it's and and the reason why that like also drives me nuts is because i want to ask myself like why do they have 
why does everybody have information that I don't right. have or everybody plays weird in a weird way like what the fuck um especially you know the streamers that don't have or the streamers that don't have any followers but they have twitch accounts but they've never streamed before I'm always yeah. like mm. yeah um I got killed off stream the other day by somebody who I'm almost positive was cheating um as positive as I could, as I could be it was super sketch mm -hmm. um but he was EOD so I sent that into uh, Nikita. I'm like, can you, I'm like, does this guy check. like, does this just check this guy? Is wicked sketchy. Just make sure he doesn't have 2.3 billion rubles. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um. So I, I never ended up figuring out what the deal was, but it's getting. It, I think we've talked about this a little bit, but it is actually getting harder and harder to tell the cheaters because the cheats have been so good that you oftentimes die either before you see the cheater or just like really quickly. Like you used to see people speed hacking around and then you'd be like, oh, like you try to get out of the raid and if you died, you knew. But as the netcode problems seem to get worse and the cheats seem to get better, what's frustrating is that it's hard to tell. It's getting harder and harder to tell. And that is such a bad thing for the game because we've talked at length and, and a bunch of people have not talked. Only, no, wait, not only is it hard to tell, but the legit kills seem sketchy and all yes. the kills that there's no evidence that they're not legit could very well be sketchy exactly and it's like because tarkov is supposed to be a game where you embrace the yeah like oh like that guy just got the the shot of his life like there's always that potential and you want that to happen but all that benefit of the doubt is gone for the most part for the the broader community that like that dude just hit the shot of his life or that guy just got a really lucky nade because those raids aren't sandwiched in between raids where even if you die at feel, they feel really good. They're sandwiched in between other raids that feel like that. So you just start to get to a place where it's like, how many Vogs can land between my feet? Like before I start to think that these guys know where I am. You know what I mean? Like Dude, how uh, wh many why, times? Why has it surprised you? Sometimes someone just throws a lucky nade. Yeah. 12 raids in a yeah, row, and it's, though? It's See, like, that's the thing. I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt, but, like, at some point, man, you just start to, start yeah, to dude, doubt I, it. I, I've been, I've been, was so frustrated the other day, and that's why I, I put a, it's, it's about two inches, it's, I mean, it, I might as well just, <laughs> I was just too fucking frustrated with, like, yep. it, it's feeling like, it's the whole like gaslighted thing again. Yeah. Like every time I every time I die, it's either I feel like it wasn't legit, or like that person somehow had information that I didn't have. Yeah. Which could be one of two things. They could have like radar or whatever, or they could it could have been like a sound bug where they could hear me breathing. Yeah. Um, but I, I just I it never feels never feels good anymore. Um, and one of the biggest things that like still boggles my mind kind of is the transition from if you go back and you watch videos from a year ago yeah. um, and before that, and then, then I compare that to how I feel about the game and like what I'm doing today. There's like two kinds of raids I have. I can go into labs and I can go in like 200 IQ, flank a three man squad, kill them all. Um, loot all the stuff and get out 
and it was like that feels like the old days like somebody yeah. was shooting at me but they had human reactions yes and you know they missed some shots and there wasn't any crazy desync or anything like that and it didn't seem like i was being stream sniped or whatever like it just felt like a normal fight where i was whatever skill level i am i was like okay i, I feel like i that was my you yeah. know play style that was my ability and then there are raids where it's like i'm rolling up to a corner and i hear footsteps and i'm like okay let's prepare ourselves and then the dude runs around the corner and you go bada 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 and he turns and, and kills you instantly or they peek and and they're like running towards you or it's like yep so so sometimes i feel like a god yeah. and and other times i feel like like i'm on the other side of it where i am ignorant yeah. of you, you know like if you were to travel back in time with an iPod and show it to fucking, you know, <laughs> yeah. the, the tribe, the tribesmen, they would think you were like a witch with magic yeah. powers, right? <laughs> That's how, like, when 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 a god plays against a noob and they're like, "How the fuck did that one dude just wipe our five man?" Like, holy shit! Yep. Because they can't conceive of the route, and he jumped over here and he went this way, and they're like, "There was four, we just got killed by a four man team," and everybody's yeah. like, "Well, oh, it was it was the guy with the same name. He killed us all. What the fuck?" Yep. Um, on the other side of that where it's like it's like playing call of duty without knowing that there's a, a uav yeah is how i is how i yeah actually that's a really good that's fucking a great, metaphor that's a great metaphor yeah that's how it feels sometimes for sure so it, it really does make me and i hate like I, I hate all the everybody talking about radar and there's wall hacks everywhere and there's radar everywhere because it's one of those things that we could never know never. right but i wonder how how much of that is how much of that one infects my brain to where now i'm thinking that but yeah uh, but two how much of that is actually like potentially true you know like maybe a huge amount of people are using it um maybe it's a significant problem i i don't know i wish there was i was up all night dude thinking about trying to which was hubris yeah. trying to <laughs> think if i could if i could conceive of some unique or different way that like an anti-cheat could work yeah i'm like let's not get down into the memory and the kernel level let's not i'm like let me think let me think and, you know and i was yeah. trying to i have a, had a few ideas but most of them are have, you know have no traction but yeah. i'm just i'm at my wits end bro it's i mean i'm feeling it dude like i'm feeling it too um these past few weeks like it's yeah i it's impossible to know and that means that I legitimately don't know if it's like rampant, if it's not a big deal at all, or if it's somewhere in between. And and then the reality is that it could any given day could be it could be any one of those things. Like, you know, what I mean, if a new cheat's developed and it gets spread really fast before a battle, I picks it up. Who knows? You know what I mean? Like, I think I think a lot of people think of cheaters as just like God mode wall hacks, you know, Remember the cheat where like the dude could spawn and just like Thanos all the loot to them and then he could pick through it like that junk was crazy. But mm -hmm. like radar is such a simple, you know what I mean? Like you might kill a guy with radar, but he might kill you like he doesn't have ha like wall hacks. But if he knows where you are, that can be enough in a game like Tarkov. And it's and it really is. It really is hard to tell. And the game just I don't know. I think we all go back and forth on it where it's like some days we're like, no, it's it's not that bad. Like I don't die enough to blatant cheaters. Like I feel like when I go to labs, that's when 
when I go to labs is when I can be like, yep, that guy was cheating. <laughs> like, it's just like, it's really easy to tell because it's ridiculous. But when so, I'm on the other maps, I just don't know. I just don't, I, I'm just like, I don't know, man. There was, there was a dude in here yesterday that was, <laughs> it was annoying me because he kept talking about like, I've got proof of all these things and the cheats and blah, blah, blah. And it was like, dude, like, show me your fucking proof. And he finally posted a video. It was a video that was, this is one of those things like, I'm always torn between talking about these things and like wanting to discuss them. And then also like worrying, like, is this yeah. conversation going to, I mean, ultimately speaking, you can't be afraid to talk about cheating because you were worried that someone might get the idea yeah. of cheating. For, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, that's just like, I don't know. What do you think about that? Like, I, yeah, I, I, I seriously doubt that our conversation about how frustrating it is gives enough people to like the idea of like, oh, I never thought to cheat before. And apparently it's easy. Like, I think if anything, it helps. I, th I, I would personally it probably does say a little bit of harm and a, and a, and a, a little yes, bit more good. I think so, so. It's a net positive. I think it's more, I think more so it educates people on how to like think critically about it and. Like, it's okay to be frustrated, but where do you put that frustration? You know what I mean? Do you just start crapping on BSG on every tweet that they tweet? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it used to be super exciting to get, like, retweeted by G BSG because you'd be on the launcher. And now when they retweet your going live tweet, it's just 700 replies of, like, fix your game, ban the cheaters. And it's like, I'm like, what do you, what do you want me to do about it, bro? Like, I'm, I just said I'm going live. Like, so I, yeah. I think it does more good than harm to just talk about it in a way that's not everybody's cheating yeah for sure so so with that in mind um let's rewind a few weeks from now because what the guy said yesterday touches oh, on yeah. that a little bit so um i've got a bunch of contacts at battle state i'm i'm friendly with all of them they're all cool um but one of the guys reached out to me and basically was like hey you know the three-part video series i did with where i interviewed the cheat developer oh yeah basically was like can you take that down and I was like, whoa, this is the first time that's happened. Um, and I was just kind of like, why? You know, like, yeah. like the, the, the response was overwhelming. You know, it was a 98.7% or whatever positive, which is more than some yeah. of my fucking highlight videos. Um, people just being like, it's interesting to see this perspective and we can learn from it and whatever. Um, and ultimately speaking, I think that the, my understanding was, is that a bunch of other smaller content creators with like you know 10 subscribers 15 like 20 subscribers brand new all of a sudden started to apparently jump on the bandwagon and start making videos where everybody was interviewing cheaters and cheat developers and then of course everybody and their mother is a cheater they're all talking about i make a million dollars a month making this stuff and it's so fucking uh... easy and blah 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 so there's just like a lot of bullshit that came from it and i'm like i kind of like i kind of could here's the deal i, I can see how that's frustrating and annoying but at the same time me making that video private wouldn't it's not gonna it wouldn't like yeah. I mean, maybe it would i don't it just doesn't feel like it's gonna fix anything yeah um but at the same time it's like mm. you know i'm whatever a few dollars in ad revenue i'm gonna make from these videos you know i i would like to you know if they want me to do this maybe they have more information or whatever I guess I'll just take their word for it and, you know, because it's not like it was, 
it wasn't like a, one of my criticism videos, you know, like, yeah, it'd be different if, if, if where I was, you know, trying not like trying to give constructive criticism or shitting on BSG, if they were like, take it down, that's when it's like, fuck you. Yeah. No, you know, but when it's like, I, I just feel like it was okay for me to want to take it down because I feel like we're in this together. Yeah. If you ask me of this, even if I don't necessarily agree with it, you know, I'll do it. So that's what I did. And then fast forward to yesterday where the, uh, the dude ended up posting a video on my discord that was like an interview with a cheater and it was a bunch of oh. cheaters and it was one of those one of those types of videos where it was like a new like super small youtube channel you know and it, it only had like 1200 views or something but that's still a decent amount of people <sighs> yeah um and but the the, the the gist of the video um he was in a discord call with with the guy and uh and he did like screen shared and and basically the dude's like i get I get banned every day. I get a standard account every day. I get them for cheap, like 20 bucks or, you know, less, whatever for the standard accounts. I don't, it doesn't matter because all he does is essentially just um, either RMT, like with items, but actually the, the, the dude that was most interesting didn't even RMT. He would just charge people like $5. So you go sit in this corner and I'm on labs and I'll go run and he goes and grabs the, he sees across the map that there's a green key card on the table, go grabs a green key card. He just go, just grabs loot and then gives it to the guy. And it's like, you, you want to carry for five bucks or yeah. whatever, here you go. And, um, first of all, it's just like sad yep. to be that other, to be that other dude to think like, I don't know, just, oh. yeah, it's just sad. Yep. It's just such a fucking cop out. Um, not to mention that it's hurting the rest of the fucking community um but you can see like everything he sees all the names of all the people where the items are everything like that um he would like be standing there and and this was this was the most interesting thing so one he was a standard account um he says he gets banned every day and it doesn't matter so that means like the anti-cheat is doing some amount yeah. of work to if some extent every it's day working yes so when he was like running around the map sucking up a loot or whatever um at one point he there was somebody in green key card room so he was going to open up the room and uh he just literally like locked onto his head and he was using an sa-58 he was completely naked with a stock sa-58 but it had a 50 round drum mm -hmm. and it was just no recall just blah, 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 shooting at their head and um it was like yeah it would just lock on and so he actually peeked out and then like shot and then the dude like was healing so you could see like the little like wire frame oh, of the guy like healing yep. so so he pushed and then the dude and then his game like stuttered and the guy peeked out and killed him he's like well that's the first time that's happened so it's it's one of those things that just because someone misses because he, he did miss some shots or he was running and he'd be shooting the guy but he'd like uh, clip his arm and then he'd be behind cover so he just the person would survive yeah. and get away and then also another guy killed him that just shows you that just because somebody missed and just because you killed wow. somebody doesn't mean that they're not a cheater oh well why, why would he have aimbot and wall hacks dude you just killed him so there are times when I'm like, that person was wicked sketchy and like, dude, you killed him. Shut up. Like, he's clearly he's not cheating. Okay. Uh, they get they get freezes and bullshit bugs and they make mistakes too, even when they have cheats. Um, but even then, his account was like level 12 and he had like almost no money. 
because what he would do is just he would just go in people would pay him money and he would spend his money on a labs card and a gun mm -hmm. and that's all he needed to go he's like i don't care about this game i don't i fucking hate this game yeah i just do it i just do it to make money um so he just hands off all of his sh he had like a hundred thousand rubles or something and his, and his stash was basically empty but he had enough to buy a key card and a foul mm -hmm. and that's enough to you know like to get five million rubles a raid easy um so Jeez. so one seeing that video was kind of like i can get how i can understand how there a lot of shitty people would see that and like want to flock to the business the industry yeah. you know quote unquote and then maybe part of me thinks like if everybody was doing it then the prices would get so fucking low that nobody would want to do it like they couldn't compete oh, nobody yeah. want to do it anymore if it was like a dollar for a raid like it's not worth my at, fucking at, time. at what point yeah <laughs> three dollars an hour you know what i mean yeah. like um even like four dollars seems like ridiculous to me if you're gonna spend 10 minutes in a raid for four dollars like that yeah. that's what you're doing dude um but yeah i can see how i can see how like negative effects could be had from it but at the same time it's like i learned a bunch from seeing the gameplay yeah uh that i that i thought was interesting so that's i don't know that's super interesting man and like like you were saying like if, if that dude's getting banned every day, the anti-cheat is doing something. You know what I mean? Like, in that, like, we have to understand that. And, and, and that, to me, like, makes me believe that I was... I had been skeptical skeptical a few times of the times where Nikita would tweet, like, we banned 30,000 cheaters today. You know what I mean? And I'm like... It was 17 dudes who bought... Like accounts yeah. in bulk or whatever. And, or, yeah. or it was like... Or that was, you know, that was like a week's worth of... Yeah, you know, two to 300 people just buying three accounts a day because they keep getting banned. And it's like, it's just, it's interesting. And like, it's, it's one of those things that's so complex. I mean, we've, we've talked about it before. We've seen people in the chat right now. It's like just hardware ban, just put a, you know, phone number authentication, just this, just that. And it's like, man, if I'm just like, if you've thought of it, then the, 200 person team of Battlestate games has thought of it and it's probably more complicated than you're thinking you know what I mean it's like it's it's just not that simple nobody wants there to be less cheaters in the game more than the developers yeah and it's crazy I still I still try to take that 10,000 foot view man did you see the article the other it was like a week ago or maybe two weeks ago now some huge warzone streamer I don't I'm not in that world so I just don't really know like energy something or I don't know he was on a big team too he like, he like tweeted out. He was like, I quit. He's like, I quit Warzone. I'm done. He's like, there's too many cheaters. And then the next, I think I saw that. The next day, uh, Treyarch or whichever ones made Warzone, uh, like announced, they were like, we're super excited. Us, we banned 60,000 cheaters and we're working on our anti-cheat. And they hadn't done a tweet like that in forever. Like they, they just they basically never talk about the problem. I'm sure they're not ignoring the problem, but they don't talk about it. But he announced that he quit. And the next day it was like 60,000 cheaters banned. And I mean, you watch, I mean, anybody, you watch Nick Merckx or Tim the Tatman play Warzone for 30 minutes and they're like super frustrated at all the cheaters. I've seen tweets from all those guys. Like I got to take a break from Warzone. And it's like, it just, it, it adds perspective. There are different games built by different people on different engines using different anti-cheats. I'm not saying that just because X that equals Y, but it's like, it's just, I just feel like we're in a new age of it and it's just harder it's just like you you show the kind of person you are if you come into a chat and say just hardware ban or just X 
and it will fix everything. You just like, that is an incredibly ignorant thing to say because that, uh, that statement assumes, you know, everything about it, all of it, you know, all the details and you know that this one thing would fix it all in perpetuity forever. And that's such an ignorant thing. So like when people are like, wait, when we're talking about like, cause I try to be really careful about talking about cheaters in chat. You know what I mean? I want to keep the energy high. I want to keep the vibes high. If you don't want to play Tarkov, go play another game. We're here to play Tarkov. And I, so I try to keep it. But when people come in and do that, I'm just like, shut up. Like, I'm not even saying that that solution is a bad solution. I'm just saying like when, like you are not helping the problem when you assume you know everything. Like, you know what I mean? It, it's just, and then the people come in and be like, well, the conspiracy theorists, the tinfoil hat. Like, well, it's like if these guys are buying standard accounts every day, they're making Nikita hot tubs full of money. Why would he want to ban them? And I'm like, that's when I'm like, dude, get out. <laughs> like the fuse is real short. You're going to get banned, bro. Like, yeah. I, I mean, know. it's like the, the way that you have to look at that is imagine a world where that's true. It would look like it does today. And then imagine a world where that's not true. It would look like it does today. Yeah. <laughs> so unless until you have evidence <laughs> yes, of the motive, the motives, just because there's some result doesn't mean that that's intentional. Yep. Right. Um, you don't get to work backwards from a result to the inception of somebody's like intentions and what they want for something like you don't get to walk back and do that. Like, you know what I mean? And there's probably, I mean, if, if anybody has done it, it would be Nikita to figure out, like, let's say we don't sell 30,000 accounts or whatever, you know, like, so yeah. like they ban that many people. Let's say that was what, like once a quarter, was yeah. it 30,000? Yeah. And then how much is a standard edition account? Fucking 40 bucks. Yeah. It's like 45 bucks US. Yeah. So that, I mean, you're talking about like, you know, four or $5 million a year, but Imagine if the game was flourishing and there was no bad press about cheaters and all of the streamers that used to play it that yeah. aren't playing it right now because of they're frustrated because of whatever reason um, were, were playing it, then they would have much more success and they'd be able to do Twitch drops and have it not be such a, you know, like it would, it would, you could probably argue and do the math and, and I, I haven't done it, but it's not impo impossible or implausible that they would make more money with no cheaters right and, so and not only would it be from the like financial standpoint of like they might be able to just be better but it's like they how they would have been done with their game like or at least a lot closer you know what i mean like they it's like people don't realize that those things are linked like you know what i mean like they they you know if the next the next patch is going to be 12.10 it's going to not include streets and a huge part of the community is going to just be like, Oh my God, beta forever. This game sucks. When is streets? You promised it last year. And it's like, well, what do you do when 40% of the man hours at Battlestate games go into network and cheating? You know what I mean? It's like, it's, it, I, it's not all sunshine and rainbows for Nikita to just like, let the cheaters run wild in his game. Like, you know what I mean? Like how, how sustainable, how sustainable of a business strategy, if you actually think that that's what Nikita's doing, how sustainable of a business strategy is that? Like, you know what I mean? I Dude, it's le it's legitimately like it's, I, I, as a developer, I would take it personally. Oh, fuck yeah. The, fuck the money. And actually, you know, every time I've talked to Nikita, he's always been like, for example, when we were talking about his music and I was trying to get him on Spotify, it basically was like, Dude, I took a snapshot of like, you know, the yeah. how much money I make from Spotify. And I was like, people love your music more than mine, dude. Like you could make some money. Yeah. He's like, I don't care about the money. 
I had to like convince him. I'm like, dude, it takes two seconds. Like, I'll blow your shit. And he's like, yeah, I don't really care about like, I, I mean, it could all be a long con, elaborate For ruse, sure. sure. But but you know, I I I'm I like to see the best in people until I have yeah. reason to see otherwise. And he doesn't seem like the person that that uh, is. There's so many other things that they could and would do if yep. all they were were was out for money. So I just simply don't believe that. Yeah, um, they would probably. Yeah, we would probably be a lot farther in game development because he would just be like, "Yeah, let the cheaters run wild. Let's just make streets. Finish that up real quick." Like they'd they'd make streets, they'd finish it, and they'd start on game number 100%, two. Hundred percent. Yeah. And they'd 100%. still be selling copies of Tarkov, and all they'd have to do is like wipe the servers every three months, and they could just walk away. Yeah. And, you know. And it's like hearing Nikita talk about that. Hearing Nikita talk like for the very first drops of it, well, like he, you know, he said this on a podcast where he had like a meeting with this. He was like, if we get to 50,000 concurrent players, we're screwed. Like the servers are going to die. You know what I mean? Like, and they hit 200,000 concurrent players. It's like that gives you a glimpse into the like what they thought success was and where the game is. Like, dude, he's he has secured the bag. Like, he's made money. Like, they they've sold more copies of this game than they ever thought they would legit so you know what i mean i don't think he's like "Ooh, we could turn this into a cash cow and just let the cheater I, yeah dude it just doesn't it just doesn't hold any water to me the, the conspiracy so here's what i was thinking because i think this might actually be interesting to like brainstorm just for a little bit so the, the right now let's look at the problem differently the problem isn't that the anti-cheat doesn't work the problem is that the anti-cheat works, but the end result of banning the account, banning their IP and whatever, like they can get a hardware ID spoofer, they can get a VPN yeah. and a new account, and they're back at it, yep. you know, um, making everybody's lives miserable. So, like, with that in mind, how could... I, I have a few ideas about how this could be approached, and I, I already know that there's flaws with them, but I want to throw the spaghetti against the wall and see what sticks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So one thing is, um, is uh, imagine you, when you buy your account, it takes like a week to activate or something. Yeah, I thought about that too. So what that would do is, and, and again, this is a bad idea, but yeah. start somewhere. What it would do is legitimate players would have to wait a week and then they would be on that one account for yeah. And it, you know, it'd be fine if after that they would never be. But the people who are buying accounts all the time. But then you think about like, well, they probably can buy like 50 accounts in bulk a, a week ago, you know, and yeah, then now maybe. somebody makes money from buying the accounts, perming them and then sell sending them out, oh, you know, or yeah. like renting out accounts or something for a period of time before they change the password or whatever. Sure. I don't know. That's probably a thing, too. Um, so if they added. Uh, you know, like, let's say they added f uh, phone number verification, like two-factor auth. Okay, well, then I, I, you know, I guess that you can, there's probably ways, I don't know, but there's almost definitely ways of getting, like, probably like, buy SIM cards in bulk or something and get yeah. Google Google numbers or something. There's probably an easy 100%, way yeah. to get around that. Um, and it's actually interesting. Somebody Somebody said something earlier that was along the lines of what I was thinking, and it gets into an interesting conversation about, like, at this point, we have to figure out how intrusive do we want to let this process be? Because I was thinking about fingerprint scanners. I used to punch in when I worked at the wind tunnel. I used to punch in for work. The time clock was a fingerprint scanner. Oh, really? 
Um, but then I just realized, like, there's no way to verify fingerprints. So you just buy silicone fucking fingers yeah. in a bag, and that would be, like, the new way of... Yeah. So, I just, I don't know, like, what what we need to do is we we need to make it so that the same person can't buy multiple account like i fuck yeah, you. I, I don't know I how don't you know. send in your license give me your fucking <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know how that actually works where like can you right now buy 10 accounts on bsg battlestategames.com i don't know probably not but i but they they don't buy them from battlestate they buy them from account resellers oh it's or, just... or one of the things that the guy was actually talking about, and I wasn't sure about the details. I was kind of fast forwarding because my blood was boiling watching the video. But yeah. it sounded like some people, they, it, they like let you have accounts and cheats for like a period of time. So like you can have an account and the cheats for like a week, and you pay like X amount oh, of dollars. Interesting. But then maybe like then they take the account back or something. So you have to like offload your shit. Potentially, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't I'm know. not sure if that happens, but um, so but it, it, it's obviously like, that's a way. It comes down to like there's two ways to attack it. It's like you can uh, can we figure out a way to make it impossible for them to do it, and then the other way is make it not fun or profitable to do it anymore. Like Geeks's meme, uh, meme solution is like sell rubles. B yeah. So like if BSG sold rubles, you know what I mean? It's like, that's not a good idea either. It's the same thing where it's like, that's not a good idea either, but it would, it, it would be Tarkov now, but without cheaters, everybody you run into would have the best gear, but there wouldn't be cheaters providing that gear. You know what I mean? No, like they, no, they, they, <laughs> it would, it would be both. Some people would, would still just undercut bsg like it would have to be to the point where bsg would be essentially giving shit away like you just well, have whatever you want yes and free. no like like you have to consider how many people that buy from cheaters that don't like that have some sort of moral like if there was another option like you know how a, a great example of this is like have you ever looked at like graphs of how pirated video went after streaming services took off compared to other things like the amount of pirated content after Netflix took off oh, yeah, plummeted, yeah. but it costs you $7 a month because a lot of people really, really don't want to pay. They don't want to steal, but they really, really don't want to pay. So they steal. But then when that happened and then once everybody split, like, and, uh, you know, Peacock took the office and HBO Max took friends and everything started to fragment again. I was reading articles about how pirating was like on the rise again. And so, yes, there would still be people cheating, but the question would be accessibility. Yeah. How many people that kind of have a moral conundrum with it would pay the 15% premium to not cheat? And then there'd be way more cheaters than buyers and they would have to lower their prices and up a the idea is a large portion of it would fizzle out. I'm not saying it's a good idea. I'm not saying I'm, I'm you know, I want that to happen. But I've I've had that thought experiment where it's like, would I take Tarkov where everybody has gear and there's infinitely less cheaters or where everybody has gear because there's a bunch of cheaters? You know what I mean? It's like, I don't like either of them, but one is a little better. <laughs> it's interesting yeah, that yeah. you say that, by the way, where you were talking about like the just give me five dollars and 
you know, hiding a corner in labs. Cause dude, me and Deadly are like third raid today. We were on customs. We spawned. We were like, oh, let's go spawn fight. He's like, I see someone pop up, killed the dude. And he was like, and I was like covering him. And he was like, whoa. And I was like, what? He was like, this dude's a level four. He's got a fort, a meta HK, 360 rounders full of 995 and an X-Fill with a face shield. And he played really bad. Like he let Deadly kill him. He played it really bad. And I was like, dude, you just, you probably spent $5 on that kit and it didn't make you any better at Tarkov, bro. Like, you know what I mean? And so to hear the other perspective of that's exactly what happens. It's like, these guys are spending money and it doesn't make you any better at the game. Like, yeah, I mean, like, but, but to be fair, I can kind of like, there are elements that I understand around like when I play Hearthstone, like I, back in the day, I spent a bunch of money on packs of cards. The cards didn't make me any better, but yeah. having like, having you know there's fun in opening the thing it's true you know and 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 um you know potentially getting a golden fucking legendary or whatever and then also using it um yeah so like i i, I don't want to completely dismiss the whole idea of um spending money and having that somehow augment the game in an enjoyable and fun way yeah. right because then microtransactions would never be a thing it's um, just you lose it. You know what I mean? You spend the money on the loot box or on the Fortnite skin and you can wear that skin forever. It doesn't make you better, but it's like yeah, yeah. that dude paid his five bucks and he was in that raid for two minutes. <laughs> you know, I don't, but I get what you're saying. You're you're definitely not wrong. I've spent, you know, I spent a bunch of money on games in the past too. Like I, I, I can understand that. Like, yeah, loot boxes and microtransactions are a thing because they work. But so, yeah, I don't know. Definitely, I'm not saying that BSG should show rubles or anything, but it was just an interesting, once again, thought experiment. So, what's what's the way in which, like, is there any way that you could tie it? Give me my, like, let's develop a fucking DNA print or something, Dude. right? Like, oh, God, I mean, I mean, then you would just, people would be walking around plucking hairs from grannies at, like, mm -hmm. Starbucks. You know, like, there's always some way around, yeah, around like, it. Yeah, like, what what's the thing? What's the thing? It's like you have to put your social in and then BSG, like they're not like keeping your social information, but they're checking it against. So like that social can't or driver's license or like some document that you would have to put in every time you bought a game and you couldn't or you had to submit a ticket to buy a second account. Like if you wanted, like if I wanted a second account to do hardcore, I would have to submit a ticket and it takes two to three weeks. Like, I don't know. Once again, I'm not saying any of it's good ideas, but, but I, I get where you're going. We're like some non spoofable, spoofable thing that's checked. You got to buy it in Bitcoin. <laughs> and if that Bitcoin address buys more than one account, I don't know, man. Because yeah, it's like everything is spoofable. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, it, it all comes down to, like, and, and this is kind of a different perspective than, honestly, I don't I don't think many people have, have really thought about, is that, like, the only thing that would fix it is if the anti-cheat would, could and would, like, instantly detect people. But I think that would open, open up, like, I don't know, maybe you'd risk false positives or something right like maybe an anti-cheat is like this person's been flagged um you know or whatever and yeah. it needs to like it needs some time to be like okay we're now we're triple quadruple sure um but yeah it's just like because every time i send a name to nikita 
anytime I've ever sent it into Nikita, he pretty much instantly, when he gets back to me, it's usually like 12 hours later or something. He always says, yeah, they're already banned. They're already banned. Yeah. They're, like they've already been banned since I sent him the message. But what we learned from that video that I watched is like, I was like, I get banned every fucking day and it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, um, because if he plays for three hours and he does 20 runs for $5, he made $100. If he has to buy an account for 20, it's still, you know, he's still making 500% profit, right? Like, yeah. So this is another I, bad idea. And I don't want this to come across like a dick move or anything, but like, like only streamers can buy. <laughs> no. <laughs> what if they made streamer servers, right? I'm, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I thought that's what you're actually no, saying. I was like, oh, no, God. no, no, no. Like, what if you went at it from the other way and the buyers, like, what if there was a way to figure that out? Because if you started banning accounts of people that were buying the gear, those guys can't afford a new account every day. That's so, but that's so much more complicated. It is. I'm saying false positives, 100, yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. But like, if We'd you, be more likely to start a like hashtag that went trending that was like, don't do drugs, kids, but instead it's don't buy shit. Like, yeah. we would be more successful with that than we would by banning people because there's just, there's just too many. <laughs> what do you mean? Too many what? I think I, I think I like blacked out halfway through that sentence. And I just think like, like if it's like, you could, I don't know what you I could meant set there. the. <laughs> I've done that. You could set the floor low. It's like if you're if you're if a level one account reaches 10 million rubles before they hit level two, it's not legit. It's not. You know what I mean? Like you could, and and if. But what percentage of those people are have that? I don't because know. We looked at a level 11 that, you know, he goes in and he dies in a, a some percentage of his raids, and he doesn't come out with shit tons of stuff because he gives it to somebody else. And his survival rate is realistic, and he's like level twelve. Like, there's just the problem is, is that there's no way looking at statistics that yeah. you're ever going to catch a, a meaningful percentage of players because. And as soon as you do, wherever you set the dials of here's the threshold, then the anti, then the cheaters will just make it so. Oh, all my bullets, I'm gonna spray thirty bullets off into the distance, and then one tap. No, I know. I'm saying the so other now my way. Accuracy is. I'm saying I'm banning the buyers. If you if like if if you get 10 million rubles before you get to level two, and the account is less than 24 hours old, you couldn't have done that many scav raids. And no, no, you no, don't no. Have but, the but, but imagine market. the guy's probably level 34, and he's probably been struggling for a month. Yeah, and I guess. so so again, I, yeah, like what, I get what percentage? You're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. There's just no way of looking at any stats or range in the database and and determining this person is cheating or this person has bought gear Just, there's 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 obvious cases that it's like you could build a system that made those obvious cases obvious but honestly any any of the developers if they were to pull up the database and just do a query with with a couple parameters would be able to manually pull up the information you know that's not the problem the problem is that 95 percent of the people that yeah that it's not as clear and it's not as obvious yeah, so. I I get it. I, I get what you're saying. And like I said, I know that my ideas are bad and flawed too. It's just it's just throwing them out there. It's just like God. Just don't be a dick. Don't cheat and don't buy rubles from cheaters. 
Ugh. There's got, I mean, we, yeah, I'm going to continue to brainstorm this because there's got to be, I mean, there doesn't have to be, but we, we're, they're going to have to do something because we're in a world in which the anti-cheat does as well as we could reasonably want from it. Yeah. And, and there's still an infinite supply of cheaters. Um, yeah. And also one of the things he was saying is that Blabs is the most profitable map, but he goes to all sorts of other maps all the time just to, just to hunt people down. Yeah. Um, he's like, yeah, I spent the other day, I spent the whole day on interchange. So like there are, it's not just labs, although it's, it's just one of those things. Like when you're in labs, it's far more, uh, far more likely that the sketchy thing was probably a cheater. Yeah. 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 That was, that's an interesting idea from chat. Like what if the microtransaction economy was propped up by the players? It was players selling rubles to players, but in game. So BSG wouldn't make any money and it would drive... So it's like eBay, PayPal. It, yeah, it would drive RMT into the ground because it was like... It, it, you know what I mean? Like you could... Players could just sell. You know what I mean? Like... I'm not saying, saying it's a, I'm not saying it's a good idea. It was just... That yeah, was yeah, interesting. Yeah. I had never no, thought about that. But even though... So what what that would do is it would... Is it would make it so... Um, this happened back in the day with Diablo 2, I remember. Um, whenever there's a new season that starts this is essentially a wipe and the ladder becomes non-ladder and okay. then so what happens is like all of the mid-tier items and the high-tier items that all of a sudden it's they're now like rare they go from infinite to rare yeah. so now you're going to be paying 25 dollars for a circlet or a ring or yeah. whatever but then after a few months once it once all the websites and all of their bots fill up the inventory everything is two dollars yeah you know so you can go and you can go to one of these websites and go buy now it's different because these people are farming stuff on servers by themselves and it's not like a pvp game so yeah. i felt like ethically okay you know by like bots or you know and, and whatever are like different in yeah. a game like diablo 2 than they are in a game like tarkov um but uh but like you can go and spend ten dollars and just get like a top tier you can get a fucking level 90 account, which would take you hundreds of hours of doing and full with gear for like 15 bucks. And then you can just go and play the game and yeah, enjoy it. And yeah. you're not hurting any um, indirectly or directly. Um, but uh, but yeah, so the problem is, is that if everybody was selling shit, it would all be like one cent. And the only people that would make money would be the cheaters because they could do it in bulk. Yeah, they could sell. They'd be selling a hundred of everything for two cents that it wouldn't be worth it for us to sell anything, you know? So yep. that's why I don't think it would work. Yeah. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I don't know, man. This is sad and depressing. It is bro. And it's just like, yeah. And I don't know. I don't, I don't want, it's like, you know, like we said at the beginning, we, uh, we cautiously even have the conversation because we don't want to encourage more people just being like oh that like every time they die that was a cheater that was a cheater like i you know i played for nine hours nine ten hours today and d didn't have like uh, there were more times where i was like blatant desync than it was where i thought it was sus but it's just it just touches so many things. It slows development of the game it affects the in-game economy because these guys are farming stuff and it's a pv it's just such a perfect storm because it's Tarkov. Like, because when you think about it from a 10,000 foot view, like RMT is like, this has got to be the most lucrative game for RMT because you buy the thing and you lose it. You don't lose it in Diablo. You don't lose it in 
other games. You know what I mean? It's like it's. it's I'd spend ten dollars every ten yeah, years, right? Yeah, like I'll just exactly. Buy my way like, so it's it's hard, and yeah, a lot of people in, in chat are like, you know, what it is what it is. Like, there's there's always going to be another another cheat if you fix the cheat, and it's like it's good that you feel that way and can empathize with it. But the other half of the community, every time they got die, yell cheater or yell this or stop playing because of the, it's like, it's yeah, it's, I don't know. Yeah. We, we, we're going to have to start thinking about it a little bit differently yeah. and think about it's going to have to be a, like something along the lines of the anti cheat has to be good, but there needs to be something else to supplement it. And it's going to have to be something that isn't, yeah. isn't, um, like something you can get around, like hardware ID or phone numbers or whatever. It's something inherently not spoofable, which that might not exist. Yeah. Or, might... or the thing that is spoofable is sufficiently expensive. Yes. You know, or like or or time consuming, <laughs> prohibitive. Or, yeah. Yeah, prohibitive in any way that m makes it so you can't just you know crunch out new accounts every single day. Because even if you even if you say like even if there was some theoretical way that's spoofable, but it took a week to spoof, the profit margin of I get banned the day I get my account set up, and it takes me four to seven days to get a new account set up. Like it's like oh I don't care that you developed a new cheat. I, I'm gonna get banned, and I'm only gonna make twelve dollars before I you know what I mean. And then that's where yeah it's you we we start getting somewhere. You know what I mean. Well, hopefully somebody's going to be like, hi, I'm a fucking genius. They're going to e email me and be yeah. like, I heard your podcast and here's here's the thing. Here's but, the thing. But everybody, the, everything that everybody said in chat, great ideas, but they ain't going to cut it. Yeah. Ain't gonna, it ain't going to be in the blockchain. It ain't going to be, uh, it just, yeah, a lot of, lot of ideas, flaws with everyone. W what we need to find is the one without a flaw. The one true. There can only be one. Anti-cheat. <laughs> there can only be one idea that is a supplementary thing alongside a well-functioning anti-cheat. Yeah, yeah. Also... There can only be one additional step in <laughs> it's addition not to pithy. it. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know, but we'll see. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's not a whole lot happened in Tarkov over the past week. I got Kappa. You did? Yeah. So That's right. If you if you were listening to the podcast last week, oh, me, yeah, me last and week. Veritas did raids. It was like our third raid. He took me to the red room and we found the badge and I ran away like a little girl. Veritas stayed and fought and killed people and I ran to the sewers and, <laughs> and got my silver badge. And then I then we spent we we did reserve and that was a headache and it was like the very next day Dude, it was crazy. I made a little short about it. The very next day, I hop on. I'm like, all right, let's scav army. I'm getting ready to run reserve all night long. And we spawn in and I run upstairs and I check the duffel bag. And it's the only thing in the duffel bag is the fire steel. And I like, I lost, dude, I, I, I broke down. I lost my mind. I ran into a room and I was like, where are the extracts? Like I was so you blacked out. Yeah. I was so fresh of the night and scav armies are just us derping around. I do one every night. We just hit the button. We try and kill raiders. Like it's, I never survive them. Like it's just, I was so caught off guard that I just ran into a room and I was like, chat, where's the heating pipe? I was like, what, what, do I what do? game am I playing? I don't know. And so like, but we got out with it and we got Kappa.
it was hell yeah was that your that wasn't your first kappa though no that's my third i normally the rng for the items hasn't been that bad my first cap i needed the beard oil it was like 15 interchange raids i found it last wipe it was the beans maybe a day or two of farming reserve for the beans we found it this was two solid weeks of farming those two items and i got out with both of the very first ones that i saw like i i wasn't finding them and dying it was two solid weeks before i found one it was crazy i was just it was just rough rng this time around well i'm glad it's over now oh. you have literally nothing to look forward to <laughs> enjoy having, <laughs> having no goals is what i have to look forward to. yeah true um <sighs> but yeah that's good I finally got my um the official Japanese version of oh. Ocarina of Time uh cuz I had been I got the English version and then I I became sufficiently competent in a short amount of time enough that like originally I'm like I'm never going to be good at this so it doesn't matter I, that I'm losing a few seconds with the English text yeah because what happens is the Japanese there's less characters for a, a particular message so the character it's just because there's less characters there's less frames that it needs to scroll the message so yep. you can just click through the japanese much faster so that's why speedrunners of of games very often will use uh, languages like japanese um but yeah and i i just there's so many cutscenes you have to skip through and so many text boxes and stuff even yeah. in the short even in the short thing that i'm doing that uh oh god it was like too much um so then i ended up getting a thing called an everdrive which is basically, it's a Nintendo 64 cartridge that accepts an SD card. Mm. And so you can put like ROMs, like emulator yeah, ROMs yeah, yeah. on the card. Now, I only did this with games for which I have own purchased. and have purchased. <laughs> yes. Uh, but that way know, so you could put the Japanese version on, right? Yep. But, um, and then from there, the, the cool part about that ROM is... Uh, or that uh, the ROM that I installed was that it's basically like a practice, a speedrun practice hack. So it has mm. all these custom submenus that let you like just give items to Link and put you in positions where it's like, I want to practice this thing for another hour, but it takes five hours of gameplay to get here. Yeah. You can just go into the menus and say, warp me here. This is the time of day, whatever. And then you can like save the state and it just makes it so you can hammer shit home. Yep. That's um, and really practice cool. It. Um, so that's what I was doing, and then I finally got uh, finally got the Japanese version. So interesting, interesting fun fact. Back in '98, the uh, the region locking that they had was literally on the back of the cartridges. Um, they have different shaped notches. Oh. Um, so in the the Japanese version, so this is actually a Japanese version. It has different, slightly different shaped notches in the back of the cartridge. And then my Japanese version has this right here. See the difference? Yeah. Um, so this is the Japanese back. This is the uh, English back, but on the opposite cartridges because, so when I got the Japanese one, it wouldn't play in my Nintendo 64. So then I had to go and buy a special fucking oh tool. Oh my gosh. To take off the back. Dude, it's like every day I get a new thing and it was like, I got the EverDrive and it wouldn't work with the practice hack because I needed to get. You remember the expansion pack? Yes. Remember that? Yes. Someone's like, "Oh, you need the expansion pack for it to work," and it like took me a day of figuring that out. I'm like, "Fuck! I got to order something else. Wait three days for it to be delivered on Amazon. Then I go on eBay, buy the Japanese version of the game. It gets here. I'm like, "Yes, let's go." <laughs> Doesn't work, and I'm like, "Dude, oh, I just change out the back. Okay, great. How do I do that?" 
I don't have the tool. And I got to order the fucking tool on Amazon because you can't go to Home Depot and buy one of these like game driver security bit things. So I finally fucking did it. Now that's, I can finally play. That's outrageous how much effort. And now you can start throwing times up on the board, right? Because you're playing a legit Japanese game. Now, now all of my runs. runs. Yeah. But it's a double-edged sword because now that I don't have save states, yeah. and now that the, the only the other element that was amazingly helpful that I didn't realize is it would show you your input, your button inputs on the bottom of the screen. Um and oh. just so it was like a kind of helpful because yeah, like people could see what you're pressing. Yeah. Um but what it did is it gave you two numbers, the X and the Y position of your thumbstick. Oh. Which there's a bunch of tricks in Ocarina of Time that require the tiniest fucking the most subtle like the way that I thought that the control stick worked on Nintendo 64 because it's a clunky piece of plastic that just flops around for, that's the first thing coupled with the fact that every game only translates that into like three movement speeds ba not moving barely moving and then, full speed yep so there might as well just be three settings yep. that could, you know um but they're actually the value is discrete between zero and like triple digits like a hundred plus so it's like continuous so zero one two three four every minute detail is another that's so i mean crazy. like breaking down this fucking like eighth of an inch into a hundred segments just shows you how precise it is and to do most of the tricks it requires that you are in a position that's like between eight and 22 that's so it's like just beyond the dead zone of the controller that's insane. and that's how you do like they call it ESS position. So the ESS is extended super slide. That's how if you've ever seen anybody like slash against a wall and then like and slide, slide back. backwards. Yeah, yeah. That's you need what they're doing is they're actually holding the the stick in this funky thing. And the reason why that works actually is because so if you just barely touch the thumbstick, Link kind of like shuffles in place. So he just turns without moving. Oh. So if you ever need to do really fine adjustments. You know, you're right on a ledge. And you don't want to fall off. You do this thing and you can kind of move. But when you're in that state, the ESS position state, that's when you're kind of moving. But the game basically says whatever your whatever your speed is, I need to preserve it. Oh, um, so when you do so, something quick and then hold in that state, you're just like zooming. Yep. So if you shield damage and roll into it or if you do like a side hop or in the case of what I do, um, if you slash and you fall down into water... It's like, oh, I need to do the water animation. Oh, I also need to do the standing animation. Oh, I also have speed. So it, that's called a West, which is a water extended super side. So that's why you always see when they do the slides off the oftentimes they're doing it like through a, a like a little thing of water because then it just makes it so that they can fucking slide across Hyrule Field that's all the way to Kakariko crazy. Village. But now that I don't have I used to be able to touch the stick and look at the number and it would be like 45 11 and i'm like not too much too little yeah. now i don't have that so now i need to basically know yep, what the, the range is so i can't fucking do anything i i, I, I practiced all day the other day and i didn't finish a run um Dude, i was gonna ask i was like you you do you need do you feel like you need more time on the it's nice to have both you know what i mean where you can I'm going to go back and forth and yeah. I'm going to go on the practice ROM and use that not for full runs, but for like, I keep failing at this point. I'm going to practice the yes. West a hundred yeah. times and then wean myself off of looking at the numbers and try to make it muscle memory yep. and then switch over. Um, 
but yeah so it's it's like a double-edged sword because that tool is invaluable because in order to practice something that involves like physical 100 you need to do something a thousand times in a row but yep. when these the way that these video games work is if you try a, a strat that's frame perfect it takes 40 minutes to set the thing up you know yep. Because you fall down into a thing that you can't get to unless you reset the game, which brings you back to your house. So you need to run all the way. You know, it's like yeah, like that's. And then the, there's menus and talking to other P NPCs, and it's like it just gives me so much more respect for the people that have that grinded all this shit while playing on just like Nintendo 64 back in the day yeah. and not using like emulators and ROMs and stuff. It's crazy. Um, like that's wild but, uh, yeah. to think about. But yeah, the coolest part of the trick I, I want to just talk about real quick because it mm. fascinates me so much. And uh, I just wrote the script out for my video. Um, oh, yeah. Which I'm it's 35 pages. I just wrote this part of the script out today. Oh, my God. I, I'm considering actually making it two two videos, um, <laughs> like part one and part two for like Ocarina of Time. Um, yeah. I've never done anything like that. Where, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little like from a content creator perspective i'm like do i want to do that where it's like come back next time and then episode two gets like five percent of the views and it's yeah like, oh. but then you know if someone's going to watch through an hour-long video they're probably going to watch through two hours 100%, you know what i mean exactly like the retention past just five minutes if they've made it past five minutes statistically they'll make it towards the end and probably watch the next thing because yeah. they they stuck with it you know what i mean so part of me wants because i've already written the first like 60% part of me wants to like lop off 10 and then have 50 and then at the end to be like We haven't finished this yet. Yeah, you know what I'm gonna do We haven't finished a story yet come and watch me live over the next few weeks And then I'll be able to finish the, the second part of the video, but on, in the meantime, I'll have something out right So yep. I don't know. I feel like that could be kind of cool. So I'm gonna sure. I'm gonna try that um, But uh, but yeah, so have you seen how much of the, the how much of my speed run? Have you seen have you seen any of it before I have like I've been lurked before but I never I didn't play Ocarina of Time a ton as a kid, so I never really know where you are or, like, what's going on. Like, I've seen you with yeah. the chickens, picking up the chickens and stuff you like that. You spend a lot of time with the chickens, yeah. <laughs> Fucking cuckoos. And then the last week when you were explaining when you're, like, around the tower or with Zelda and you had to, like, lock on her. Like, I vaguely remember that part of the game, but I don't think yeah, I've seen you. that's the ending. Yeah. So, so I'm not, yeah, not going to be... I'm. Uh, I, I don't think I'm gonna be doing. That's the void warp. That's like the thing that is yeah, fucking yeah. wicked hard to do, but it will save you so much two time. minutes, which is like, in a in a, in a run where the world run. record is 16 minutes. Two minutes is everything. Like you 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 can't not do that trick, yeah, right? Yeah. Um. And if someone gets lucky, if it's like a one percent chance, then that just means that every perfect run only one percent of those perfect runs are ever going to like break records like you yeah. you're going to do a hundred a hundred perfect runs which is ten thousand runs yep. you'll get a hundred perfect ones and then you got to get lucky um so i'm like no nah, i'll probably end up just you know doing the normal way and adding on the two minutes but i'll, I'll still be able to get sub 25 yeah um which is my goal but uh it's just gonna it's gonna take it's gonna take some grinding but the the the, the big crux the big like what the fuck moment <laughs> um is you know goma the big spider in the deku tree okay yeah the spider queen it's the first boss yeah, that you yeah, fight yeah. um the whole premise of this particular speed run which is like the the old big any percent which is like back in the day a few years ago when speed running ocarina of time was huge um that was like the run that was getting all the exposure mm, okay They've, we've since broken it way more um 
to the point where like it's less appealing yeah i think um to the masses but the the, the trick um called wrong warp was basically you kill goma you do a bunch of magic shit like that doesn't make any sense like it's seemingly random yeah but i want to explain how it works and then when you walk out of the door you're at the tower collapse you're at ganon's at like, the, the end of the game you open the door and you're at the tower collapse after you've killed ganondorf so you go down the tower and then he turns into ganon so you still have to beat ganon yeah but you've already beat ganondorf so you literally skip the entire game at, between the the first dungeon so you you don't have to go through the other two uh the other two child dungeons yeah. and the other what five or six temples That's you don't have to do crazy. any of that shit um but yeah so the way that it works is fascinating in that if you look at the the information like the way that that ocarina of time stores and tracks information it's like a big excel spreadsheet okay um and there's a bunch of them so imagine that there's a spreadsheet that is a table of all the different entrances um in for everywhere in the game so imagine you're there's like uh there's like the market you know there's the market area by the castle mm -hmm. there's like the drawbridge is an entrance every building that has a doorway that you can go into like a shop those are all entrances the way to the castle is an entrance all of those different okay scene transition points yeah those are all entrances so every row in that is like kakariko village kakariko village kakariko village like it just has all the same scene but with different ids to basically talk about which entrance you're okay. going to because when you walk through ocarina of time was the one of the first like quote unquote open world 3d yeah, games yeah. um it's not like skyrim where you know in skyrim in some places you can like fly up in the air if you're using like cheats or whatever and you can like see stuff in the distance nothing exists if you're in the market nothing exists <sighs> yeah. outside so when you walk out the door it fades to black it's the metaphor i use in my video is like imagine a, a play uh, on stage like the mm. lights go down and they move everything off the set and they, and put they pull a new in. set. That That's what the game is. They they get rid of all the shit and then they transition to a new scene. Um, but it's not like if you clip out of the wall, then you're outside you in some area. See another, yeah. There's nothing there. It's just all blackness. There are a few cases where like you might be able to see other, you know, like the the fairy fountains. They're like uh. all on one map where if you like void out of one, you can like go to another one. Yeah. Um, but for all intents and purposes, everything is just like a standalone. It's almost like the fucking uh, holodeck in Star Trek. Like, yeah, everything fades to black and then they just change everything around you. And then, you know, but in order for the game to do that, it has to know you're currently in uh, Kakariko Village. You walk through a, 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 like a doorway and it says the next scene I'm going to load is outside of the village in like Hyrule Field, yep. right? So it's like, oh, set it to this ID, and then it fades to black, it does a bunch of setup, and then it loads that particular entranceway so it knows where to put you. Yep. So the way that Wrong Warp works is, and I can't believe anybody, I don't know, well, I do know how they f figured it out and, and stuff like that, and that's what I'm going to explain in my video. I won't get into it now, but you know how after you kill the boss, you get like a hard container, then there's that blue portal, and you walk into the blue portal and Link like looks around and then gets sucked up okay. into the portal. Everything fades to black and then he comes back down in front of the Deku tree and there's like, you get your reward. Here's the Kokiri Emerald. Great job. I'm going to go ahead and die now. See you later. Um, you know, that's like the natural thing. It takes you out and there's a cutscene. Yep. 
in order in order for it to know that there's a cutscene, it has a special flag that's like, okay, there's a cutscene I'm gonna play because when you leave the Deku tree, it's like I'm gonna set it outside to the Deku tree. Um, if you just walk out the front door, it's not gonna play a cutscene. Yeah. So there has to be some sort of flag that there, says some way of distinguishing point, between yeah. he's outside and he's outside and change it to nighttime, make it so that he's flying in from this thing and play yeah. this particular cutscene. So there's a setup there. Now what happens is you, if if you were able to interrupt that blue warp, you could fuck with the game. And that's exactly what we do. Using a glitch that makes it so that like the game thinks you have an ocarina in your hands. When oh. you're playing the ocarina, it's a special state where the camera like zooms yeah. out and watches you. I remember you explaining that where you like do some stuff and you're like playing the sword or something. Yep. Yeah, okay, okay. Yep. So when you do that and you're standing on the edge of the portal, what happens is it like zooms out and does the animation, but at the same time the camera's like, oh wait, never mind. Like links right here. So it zooms back in on you. Because they're not all they're not all videos. It's all literally like using yeah. the engine to do stuff. So now all of a sudden you have control over Link when you were supposed to have lost control and get sucked up and then it fades to black and loads a cutscene. Well now what's happening is normally there's a timer that starts. So it starts at zero and it counts up. And when it hits 101 in this case, yeah. that's when it's like fade to black, do the transition, set it to Kakariko. I mean, sorry, set it to outside of the Deku tree and set the cutscene index to one. And then it loads. Yep. Um, so what you actually do is you take control of Link. And as soon as you, you as soon as you take control of him, the timer starts counting down. If you look in a certain direction, you like Z target away from the portal and you walk away. Once you get past a certain threshold, the the portal unloads. Okay. It gets called yep. because it's like it's too far away. Memory management, so it's like yep. I don't have to. So the timer pauses. So then, what happens is if you then you stay zoomed in and you don't look towards it because then it'll load in again. Yeah. If you make it to that threshold at the exact frame. It pauses at like 92 on the timer. So then if you stay zoomed in and you go and you walk out the door in that like seven frames or eight, nine frames, whatever it takes to do the animation for you walking out the door, the timer then it's paused. It goes 94, 95, 96, 97, 98 up until the point where then it fades to black. And what happens is when you touch the door, it says, okay, your next scene it's going to be outside of this room. Like where you kill the three little Deku scrub guys yeah, right yeah. outside the boss room. So it sets it to a number. Then that number is just, there's literally four, pretty much every area in the game has four records because it needs to know, uh, there's like daytime young link, okay. daytime adult link, day, uh, nighttime young link, nighttime adult link. So like Deku tree basement room one has four rows, you know, yeah. room number three has four rows. Most of them have four rows, but something like outside of the Deku tree has like 18 because there's a cutscene when you talk to him the first time. There's a cutscene yeah. in the beginning of the game. There's a cutscene at the end. After you, so it needs all these extra things to be like, this is the scene I need to do. Um, and then normally when you leave, it would it would set it your your next entrance to outside the Deku tree. And then what the game does is it says, OK, I know that there's a cutscene I need to play. So it finds the record and then adds the index to the current thing. So it's like it's the sixth yeah. outside the Deku tree thing. And that's when it knows what to play. Yep. And it, it doesn't find it 
specifically, it takes whatever the, the number was and it just like adds five to it. That's just like the way it, it just finds it. It's, it's always five after yeah. the initial. So if the cutscene happens when you're adult Link at, at nighttime, it has to play the adult Link nighttime version, you know? So, so that's why it adds uh, four to the value because of those four initial entries yeah, 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 that are all yeah. basically the same. So when you go to touch the door, it sets your next value to outside of that room. And then right as you walk through the door, the process to, to warp you out and to like fade out and do the second part of the animation happens. And what that does is it says, okay, set your next room ID or your next scene ID to outside the Deku tree. But because you went through the door, it already got set to that room. So the next scene value got written to the current scene value. So it's, it's, it doesn't, that doesn't do anything. It's already set outside the room. And then it says, okay, now prepare for the transition. So add four or five, I forget, to the current one. And it just so happens, if you look at the table, it's like Deku Tree Basement, Deku Tree Basement, Deku Tree Basement, Deku Tree Basement, Ganon Collapse. Oh it's just, my God. It's literally just the, it's in a random order in this list. And so it... you're just, you're fooling it into adding a number that shouldn't be added to it to then warp you and that's the perfect number to get you to exactly the cell on the proverbial Microsoft Excel spreadsheet to be like, Ganon collapse. <laughs> that's so yep. freaking weird, bro. And that's why a lot of a lot of the like more complicated, longer runs, like maybe like all child dungeons or the hundred yeah. percent runs, they use all sorts of wrong warps where it just so happens that you end up doing it in the order of like the entrance table. Because if you go to the fire temple, for example, and you do it in the fire temple, it, it like loads you. I don't know that it's specifics yeah yeah, yeah. um but it's, but it's something along the lines of like if you do it in the the fire temple it'll load you into like the water temple and then the water temple will be like the spirit temple and then the spirit temple will be like outside of this other thing <sighs> and because so it's a lot of the speed run is routed around where the entrance table happens to put you yeah um yeah so that's insane and once again i'm assuming that this stuff was reverse engineered not engineered right like a lot of this stuff people figured it out and both. then Oh, okay. What I guess that's true. I guess that's like once long enough into this process that, that they understand how the game works. I'm sure that opened up a whole new like, wait a minute. No, so all it takes is for one person to do some weird thing where yeah. they accidentally like a hit a button. Where they're like, oh. How many, the, the game's been out 20 years. Yeah. Someone's bound to accidentally pull out their ocarina when, the same time that they step in the blue frame. Yeah. Now all of a sudden they're like, whoa. I can now control Link, but then they're probably running around, and then all of a sudden, after 101 frames, what happens is you just—if you're running around, all of a sudden you go, whoop, you just float <laughs> up, because that's what happens. Normally, you stand there and you do this, and then it sucks you up. But yeah. in that time period, you are getting to that threshold in exactly the number of frames, because what you do is you throw a nut, side hop, slash your sword, jump, side hop, slash your sword, and then you hit the threshold, and that's exactly. It just, you know, just so happens that... That's freaking crazy, dude. That's but yeah, it's so really weird. cool. It, it's really cool that um, that these games... All of the movement and everything is normalized, meaning that it's non... Meaning that it's completely deterministic. So if you're on a flat ground and you do a, a backflip, you mm. will always be 10... Oh, yeah. 10 spaces back. Yeah. If you do a side hop, you'll always be 7 to the left. So you can do... If, and then if you do like a... A, a crouch stab that'll move you forward one and then if you do a slash it'll move you forward two if you do a jump slash that'll move you forward six so you have like all these building blocks for 
I need to get there. Yeah, exactly. And in there. order to get there, it's like you can do five side hops and a backflip or a backflip and five side hops or a backflip and a jump slash and a side hop. Like there's so many ways of doing it. That's so crazy. All, all people do the entire run is basically setting up for weird shit to then do the trick. Um, but yeah, it was accidentally found and nobody understood what the deal was. Yep. It wasn't until years later that, um, that they ended up finding the, the real big wrong warp that they call Ganondor, which is the, first mini boss or the first boss to the fucking end of the game yeah um for the longest time the guy that figured it out it was used just to get it was used in like the fire temple to like get you somewhere early that was it which like took the speed run from like six hours to like five hours or four hours yeah. or something but now what this does is it literally it, first it, boss it's 98 percent of the fucking game is skipped so that's so wild man it's so yeah. cool that like how these games have like a life so far beyond in this different way. You know what I mean? Like, because it's like, there's still such like a respect for the game, even though you're like tearing it apart. Like, you know what I mean? Like reverse engineering it. It's, it's just, I don't know. And it's crazy that after this long, they're still perfecting it and learning and it's cool, man. Yeah, dude, the, the world records are being made all the time there's still new strategies it's the, the 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 fastest that you're able to do it you you warp from fucking kokiri village like the first fucking place you start seven minutes later the you you do a bunch of magic in the credits roll like you're literally standing there with nothing in your hands but it looks like there's something in your hands you turn and then all of a sudden you're and it doesn't even start the credits you start like halfway through the credits <laughs> oh my God. Um, that's so it, weird and it's, what they're doing is they're they're taking advantage of the limited resources of the game and the console by like loading things into memory that shouldn't be there and keeping them in memory and keeping pictures to memory that shouldn't be there and then overwriting yeah. other values. They're just fucking with the memory and arbitrarily executing code. Yeah. That you know, and that's now that's less sexy because yeah, we, nobody because uh, the average person looks at it and they go, "What the fuck is going?" And the credits roll and they're like, "That." That's, that's the speed you didn't, run. You didn't beat the game. Like you're yeah. not playing the game. So that's where like the purists are like, no, you have to you have to go through and do everything in the game and beat the final boss. And you can't use bugs or cheats or whatever. Well, then watch the 100% glitchless category. Yeah, 100%. It's, it takes a m immense amounts of skill and planning and routing and you know whatever to do all that. But it takes eight hours to run, and you know it's yep. it's a big grind. And for me, I don't want to watch an eight hour speed run. So this run being in the realm of 15 to 30 minutes is like, it's like perfect, perfect it's a, in between it's a TV show, you know, where 100%. I can watch it and not be completely bored, you know? So have you seen any of the, like, just any clips? Like, I don't know how it got, it was one of those, you click one freaking YouTube video, dude. And then your whole thing, but I've seen the black a, hole. Yeah. I've seen a bunch of clips of some breath of the wild speed run stuff. Like, not like entire game speed runs, but just like guys figuring out tricks. And it's like, I just got from here to here in this fast, and that's going to affect my run in this way. Like, I'm probably going to do some Breath of the Wild speed runs, but yeah. Slide, shoot an arrow at an enemy, boom, and then you're just like, boom, out of there. And it's like, yeah. So I, I started. Crazy. So I, this was back when I was at the robotics company. It's been a few years um, since uh, Breath of the Wild came out. And I remember I beat Breath of the Wild a few times, and then I 
ended up watching a few people on stream and saw some of the speed runs there but that was before i really got into speed running yeah. as a, a viewer so you look at it differently when you're just like wow these guys are really fucking the game up to now yeah i'm like looking at it as f from a totally different perspective like i'm looking at it from the speed run problem solving science tech perspective of like all the things he's doing these are all tools in a toolkit that you can yeah. then dude i was so fucking excited that i i developed and spoiler alert i didn't but <laughs> i thought that i discovered this epic thing where it was like i took elements from all these other runs that i had seen yeah and i took off broke off pieces and i came up with my own normalization thing where i'm like this guy does this other thing because he's coming from here and my run doesn't do any of that shit. But if I can maybe get around the same place as him, yeah. I might be able to replicate. So what I did was I spent hours. Like if I walk over to this obvious pixel on the wall and line up the tip of my hat with it, can I like backflip and side hop? No, that's too far. Okay, we'll move over a little bit, you know, like trying to come up with a normalized setup. And I ended up fucking combining these bunch of things with like a reliable setup to where I was like, this is huge. Like this saves like 45 seconds that's off crazy. of the off, and it's easier to do what I was doing and it looks cooler. That's sick. And I'm like holy shit and I went to the fucking Discord, uh the speedrunning Discord. I this is the first time I posted anything and I posted a fucking link to my clip and I was like is this anything? And everybody's like nah, 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 whatever and I was like oh. I thought it was going to be like this epic thing. And and then for a couple of days I was still like I don't did they watch the whole thing? Like they they saw me do the first thing but that's everyone knows about. Yeah. But then the second part Oh, okay, maybe they're just not interested. Okay. And then this morning I was looking at speed runs. I'm like, I want to start watching some of the speed runs that are between the world record and between where I'm at to see like yeah. how can I start to incorporate some of that stuff? And the first one I saw, the dude did almost exactly the same thing I did, except his lineup was like a little bit forward and backward and he did like a different kind of hop yeah, and a roll. But effectively, but it the, yeah. It was the identical strategy and I was like, oh. But, but I bet that made so you feel cool good, to be able to, yeah. That you it was like, oh, I know how to use all these tools, and I invented this thing yep. that if it hadn't existed already, I would have been the first one to discover it because yeah. I, you know, it wasn't inspired by anything in particular. Exactly. It was you, you know, did the math to to figure out that that would be a good thing, and somebody else did it before you, whatever. But like, it was yeah, it was free of outside influence, which is cool. Yeah, if like we ever get nuked into oblivion. And we lose all technology and all of our written books and everything. And it's like post-apocalyptic, whatever. Someone's going to have to like re-figure out like the MMR vaccine. You know, yeah. someone's yeah, just yeah. because someone figured it out before you doesn't doesn't diminish the fact that, that you, you have to it figure out. it out again. <laughs> That's cool. That's dope. So, yeah. So hopefully I'm, I might try to finish that video in the next few days. That's cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. I, I, know you've been, I know you've been putting the work in on plan i've been yeah i mean you stopped by the other day the only other thing i've really been doing is playing a little bit of alheim have you seen any of that at all really i mean um, everybody's playing it so i'm sure you've seen it but like have you the most it? i saw of it was after i like raided you that one day and yeah. you playing with gonda and a few other people yeah. and i just was kind of like watching and I, I completely admit that it has I haven't watched enough to gain any sort of appreciation or respect yeah. like when you look at any game for six minutes and it's like cool what's the fucking rub sure. Daisy is the same way Tarkov's the same way none of them look fucking interesting and all I saw was like you walked into a house 
like oh, dropped yeah. some stuff on the ground and then you went over and like chopped the tree and then you guys were talking about all these resources that of course i know nothing about so i wasn't yeah. interested in like oh we gotta go collect fucking arbor yeah weeds so that we go and so that we can craft our sack of yeah you know whatever and it's like okay whatever so that's all i've really seen was like that yeah. day that was the last time i saw anything it's it's really interesting because like it drops you in and it's like it just feels like every other survival game like it drops you in and you know that you've got to figure out a way to craft an axe so you can chop down a tree and then you get wood and you can build a bench and then like you know what i mean it's like you're like okay but once you're like two to three hours in, it really is just something special. Like I haven't played a whole lot of survival games. I haven't played a whole lot of other stuff. Like, but the way that it just mixes like all the different enemy types and there's like six or seven different biomes with completely different enemies, completely different resources, completely different reasons to be there. The fact that it like encourages basically like not just having one home base, but like having multiple bases all over the map and the like sense of progression with like actually fighting harder enemies and like going for loot but then also like the resource gathering aspect of it and the base building but also it's like it's is the combat feel good yes like everybody says it's like dark souls is it anything like dark souls because i haven't seen i've it. never played dark souls it's definitely oh. like you fight a lot of enemies Plebeian. that can one yeah i know you fight a lot of enemies that can one shot you and it's a, you know what I mean? It's a lot of like, but are they, but are they like, they attack in a certain way that if you've experienced them before, then, and you play it well, then they'll never hit you that kind of thing. Like, or is it like scabs uh, where mean, they like, can just fuck you up? Well, no, no. Yeah. It's like simpler than that. Like parrying and dodging are, uh, so I guess that's similar to dark souls, like understanding the windup of the attack. And if you fought that enemy a lot, you can know when to parry or when to jo dodge. Like, I think that there's iframes in the dodge similar to Dark Souls. Um, yeah. um, but what I like about it is the emphasis on, like, preparation, which is, like, we've talked a lot about, like, how in open world Tarkov, that would be the same thing. It's like, you kind of got to know what you're going in to do and bring resources to do it or know where to get the resources to do it. Like, the whole thing is centered around five, I think five, maybe more, boss fights. And basically it's like, oh, that's it. Like once you beat the fifth boss, like that doesn't sound like a lot, but the boss fights are hard and they actually just updated the game today and made them harder. And it's, there's so much time between like preparation. Like you fought the second boss and that gives you this ability. Well, now I want to make sure I have iron armor at least, which means I need to go to this biome in order to survive in that biome. I need to build a base because you can only refine the materials you get at these things. And hauling that stuff from there to my base is such a waste. So you build a base and you do this. And it's like, it's a lot of like preparing and understanding. And it just, it becomes mm. just something like simple, but like special and unique and fun and addicting. It's like, it's one of those things where it's like a mobile game where you get it in your hands and you're like, just one more, just one more run, just a few more copper. Like, let's just go find one more vein. And then you find a dungeon. You're like, well, we need some cores. So let's go under here. And it's like, it's just, it's fun. It's it's simple. Though I like the art style a lot. Oh, um, shit. Wait, is it speed runnable? I'm sure. Oh, my God. Because remember when I was trying to fucking... Oh, yeah, like, find another game. Yeah, yeah. It didn't really work out very well for uh, Shipbreaker, but... I'm sure it is because it's just five bosses. And if you figure out a way to kill them, you know what I mean? Like, you're... And is there, I'm assuming that there's some randomness where like every time you start, 
the map is random so it's like a, you yeah it's a new seed like like the way it works like minecraft yeah i think um so like and then the way they the multiplayer aspect of it is really cool the time that they took into that so yeah you start you can play the game and you're in your own seed and then when you log on you can just click a button to make it a community server so that people can join you so can to pay for it or anything no like it's as long as you and the host is online it's open and people can join you can pay or if you have server space whatever you does can that let your ip does that expose your ip mm -mm. no like you, you set a password you just like you click community server and then it puts the server in the server list that people can search and you set a password and they can join yeah um, but if they join are you you're hosting it I don't know how it works behind the scenes, but interesting. I That's don't, something that we'll, we'll want to be careful about. That. I did that, like Ganda and everybody joined, and then Darrunner, one of my mods, host like took all my server and put it on a his. I don't know how we word how it works, but like now he hosted the server, so now we have a server that like Ganda or Sealable can join any time and work on the thing, and then the. Multiplayer is really cool because you can take the character that you've put all that time into and join another person's server with that character if you want, or you can start a new character on their server. You can mm -hmm. you can turn PvP on or off. Can so you have as many characters as you want, or is there a I slot think so. count? I I haven't. I've only done my one character, but um, and then you no. <sighs> can turn PvP on or off, so it can be completely PVE. It can be PvP. It's ten. Uh, 10 people per server but there are already mods with 50 person servers <laughs> so like you can do like base rating and stuff can you play and have it be like um have there been just you right yes, like absolutely it's yeah. online but it's effectively like offline single yes. player kind of thing yep dude now well now i now i want to look at it just because if it if it has the possibility of being here's here's the difference between shipbreaker and Valheim, it seems to me as if Valheim is a lot more popular and like kind of blowing up. Oh yeah, they sold so, three million copies in their first like two so weeks. So it's so it's inevitable. It's an early that, access game, and it sold three like with no marketing. It sold like three million copies. Hmm. Yeah, because that huge. right there, that right there is uh, is a lot more of a compelling thing where it's like. Because then, yeah, not only would speedrunning it bring more attention, you know, like if yeah. I switch to hard space, everybody's like, "What the fuck is this game?" And yeah. then, you know, like nobody's interested, uh, you know. But also, then it's a little bit more inevitable that someone's going to figure out how to speedrun it, right? So now I want to kind of think about it, it. Would be a cool thing to, for sure. Imagine if it was kill all bosses, all bosses yeah, percent, just um yep maybe then there's probably going to be like there would be set seeds like minecraft has ones where you can speed run a particular seeds or it can be random um i wonder like what do you think the, what would the time frame be i don't Put know yourself in the impossible position or would, would it be is it 100 hours or is it 45 minutes or is it three hours to maybe if you were like a god and it's hard to tell because like it i <clears throat> like the ability to not necessarily glitch, but like because I'm not like min maxing it and I've only put like eight to ten total hours in and I still haven't even finished killed a freaking second boss. Like it's it's hard to put my head in the space yeah. of like just going from A to B. The the map is huge and like 
you start like the whole map is just made up of islands and you start on an island and like the second boss might be on your island but not all five of them will be for sure so like is it like a boat or something to, yeah in order to build a boat you have to build like you have to build these things in order to build a raft and if you want to build a long boat you have to have these other things constructed to give you that recipe and you have to have found these materials in order to get the recipe for the thing so it's like I, and as someone who's not really in that speed running thing, I, I have a hard time putting my mind in how you would do that. But I bet if you knew, like it would get from like min maxing, you knew all the recipes, you knew exactly I needed to kill this in order to get this thing so I can craft the bow so that I can kill that so that I can make the pickaxe so that I can cut down this tree and this tree gives me fine wood and I can use that to craft a longbow and I'm sailing, I'm off. Like, you know what I mean? Going to the I mean, next that, boss. That is, I mean, right now the biggest speed running game in the world is Minecraft. And it's largely RNG dependent where it's like yeah. the, the only thing it has over something like Valheim um, it is that once you get the like Eye of Ender, I don't know if you ever played Minecraft. I, I played Minecraft, but never did yeah. anything with like the Ender or the yeah. End or any of that stuff. But you can get like this this thing that basically you need it to get to like to fight the Ender Dragon. Um, but also when you throw it, it like points in the direction of like oh the castle that's underground with the portal so yeah there's always at least some like fucking dowsing rod yeah you know that gives you some idea of where to go but um, that's the thing it's like if if it was like this seed and everybody kind of knew the map like you could study it and you could know where the bosses were or something like that because it was that specific seed then maybe it would be doable you know what i mean Apparently, clean yeah. clean was saying that like the the seed sixty nine four twenty is like a really good one or something like that. Oh my god, sixty nine four twenty percent. Yeah, yeah. Any percent. All you, all you need to do is add percent to any phrase, and it's a speed run. Yeah, it's a speed run. Yeah. Like rage quit percent in Tarkov. I probably have the. Oh, have you seen Dan Giesling's funny little speed run thing for Tarkov? No. He tagged, he tagged like Aqua and stuff like that, and um. It's super funny, dude. It's 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 just like a meme, but Dan is just like the king of like just the memes, you know what I mean? And like thinking outside the box. But like I'm trying to find the tweet. He was like, he tagged like Aqua and a few other speedrun guys, and he was like, All right, this is the Tarkov speedrun. It's it's anything goes fastest to the extract for every map. It's just like spawn, get to an extract. Like you don't have to kill anything. So you don't you have need, to get a run through. You don't have. It's to just drugs. Just take stims and sprint, and then. But it's then the meta is restart. Have all the stims in your fucking protector case, and just if you get a bad spawn, quit. So it needs to be yeah. play until you get. And I, trust me, I thought about this because I wanted to oh, fucking speed run it's, Tarkov. It's he said. Here are the rules: solo, stimless, nightless, unsegmented, one hundred percent run through percent. So you start, <laughs> it's factory, interchange, custom, shoreline, woods, reserve, labs. In that order, stimulus, nightless, unsegmented, 100% run through percent. And he put his time. He's like, we did it. And, and he posted his time and he tagged like deadly. And what was the time? Uh, one hour, 42 minutes, 59 seconds. It was like a 31 second extract, like spawned in factory 31 seconds. And then it was 7.53 before he made it into an interchange raid and got out. And then, and it's just like it's like the guide, but you don't have to do anything but get to the extract. 
you have to get run-throughs, though. Yes. So, like, you can't kill anyone. Oh, yeah, you, yeah, you have to get run-throughs. It was just so interesting. Like, you could tell he put a lot of thought into it, and it was, like, super funny. So he posted that, and I was like, I was like, dude, that's... I might have to try that. Yeah. If, if the first few raids gets shitty today, I might have to try that. Yeah. I'll send you the tweet so you can, like, see it, but it was, um, it was pretty cool. But, yeah, yes. Valheim is cool. Valheim is one of those games every single person... I have watched play it that didn't really think it was going to be anything is now addicted. Like I like I've watched slush play it. I've seen shroud play it. I've watched clean play it. I've seen Voxy play it deadly played it. And the first like 45 minutes, he was like sleeper. And then by the time he was done, he was like, all right, boys, we'll be back on it tomorrow. Like there's just, it's, there's some X factor between the intentionality of the game, the yeah. art design, how full featured it feels. It's only $20. It's fresh. They don't try to overcomplicate it and make it new. And so like some, some things it's like, wow, this game has things no game other has. Some things are just like, wow, it just does it well. It doesn't have to be game breaking. And the whole package together while you're just like freaking sailing around being a Viking and you're just like, damn, I'm having fun. Like it's, it's weird. It's just a, it's just a fun game, man. All right. I, I always watch something in bed when I fall asleep today, tonight, because lately there's been a, a, a rut of content yeah. tonight. I think I might watch some let's plays or something online, yeah. uh, just to see what it's like. And then maybe, maybe I'll look into it more because now I just want to learn it just to fucking speed run it. Yeah. I mean, that's actually, I mean, I hadn't considered that, but like, seriously, the, I'm sure there's a way between like finding a good seed and, and if everybody could know where the bosses were or fuck the seed, like let it be random. Let, you have to fucking run I around. I mean, yeah, that would be, that's just going to take forever. But yeah, like that is Un until, unless, unless we can come up with a thing like develop an item. That's a compass that, you know, it's a broken compass that gives you hints or something. I mean, Cause then it's like rush to the broken compass to, you seriously. know, there's so many cool things. And there's a bunch of stuff. I don't know. Maybe there is like, there's a merchant. People talk about like a merchant you can find. And then he sells things that like you can't otherwise get. So maybe it would just be like, if you could, it's RNG till you get to the merchant, but then the merchant sells this item that now, like I, I I've only put eight hours, you know, eight to 10 hours in the game. So there's, there's probably, like smoke signals, the fires yeah. in the distance. And it's like, yeah, hundred percent. I don't know that potential. So, yeah, but it's fun. I'm I'm tired. I haven't done. I literally got out of bed like a few hours ago, and I'm already tired. You must be fucking exhausted. I am. I am exhausted. I'm hungry and I'm exhausted. But it was a good day overall. Decent day, Tarkov. Podcasts are always super fun. But yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. This is a friendly reminder. We have our YouTube channel. Yes. People still don't know. People. A lot of people still don't know we have a YouTube channel, the podcast. Uh, search for like, there's there's a lot of podcasts. We a lot we, of we them. don't have the great. We don't have the greatest SEO, but we are the best, most active one. We're the only real one. We are the one true. The one so, true. You might have to YouTube like podcast Jesse Kazam or Veritas or podcast Tarkov or something. Yep. Once you find our channel, you're, you probably will get results. So what we'll have to do is, I think we'll have to like, when we can eventually get the backlog up there, yeah. maybe like private our videos so that people can't find them. Because when I search for it, I find like oh, your and my videos. My, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then people click on it and they're like, oh, I'm already subscribed to this, but that's it's not idea. the right channel. That yeah, that's actually I was asking. So I've been uploading the backlog catalog slowly, but I'm but I'm keeping them all private. Do you, like, should I just 
as I go, just like make them public and just copy and paste everything? Or should we wait till it's all up, let it all rip and then private all our videos kind of like all at one time? Yeah, I kind of feel like we should just do it all at once. Okay, so I've It'll been be easier I've and... been uploading them and just moving the thumbnails over and copying and pasting the tags and everything yeah. and just leaving them private. I just have to keep working through it because like, unless I'm super on it, I can only get up one a day because then it's three hours later. And if I don't think to come back in the office and upload the next one, so it's taken forever, but I'm working through yeah, it yeah. finally. So um, right on, right on. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, so go sub to the podcast channel and yeah, help our SEO by searching podcast Tarkov Clicking on it, clicking on a video or something, liking a video, and then it'll start to it'll start to boost us up there a little bit. Um, but yeah, thanks for thanks for hanging with us, everybody. Uh, it's a weekly show. We're back to doing it weekly. It feels super good, um, and uh, it feels good to talk about some other stuff, not just Tarkov and some other games that we're enjoying. So thanks for hanging with us, and uh, we will definitely see y'all on the next one. Peace.